We've got the commissioner, Keith Gill, on Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz back on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, when you bet on Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Dave Schultz back with another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We have the commissioner of the Sunbelt making his Locked On debut. Really appreciate his time, Keith Gill. Tons to talk about. Uh, Sunbelt expansion, uh, the rules holding JMU back from winning uh, the Sunbelt and going to a bowl game. Probably the most controversial thing in the entire history of Lockdown Sunbelt, in and out versus Whataburger. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, and what this job was like, uh, what he thought it was going to be, and what it has turned into. Uh, and so let's get to it. He is the commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference. He is Keith Gill. Dave Schultz, we're back with another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Really thrilled and honored to have our next guest on. He is the commissioner of the Sunbelt. He is Keith Gill, making his Locked On debut. Really appreciate your time, uh, Commissioner. All right, so things move fast. Tuesday, <laughs> last Tuesday at Sunbelt Media Day, Sunbelt was okay with expansion. Still may be that way, but before the whole Sunbelt Media Day was over, like 4 p.m. on Wednesday, all of a sudden, Colorado's going to the Big 12. We're waiting to hear if Arizona's now going to the Big 12. And obviously, that may set some dominoes. Other teams may go into the Big big uh, 10. How does that affect what the Sun Belt may do uh, in terms of expansion? Yeah, you know, I, well, I do think it just means that we have to be diligent and try to track and see what goes on. I don't know that it really impacts where we where we are. You know, we like I said, we like our 14. We like who we are. We like what we have, we think that's a good number for us. So I don't see us growing, you know, and um, and I'm optimistic we're not going to lose anyone either in this next round. So I feel like we're going to stay in pack. We're certainly going to, you know, kind of watch how it goes because you just never know, you know. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't expecting Colorado to leave. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're leaving. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen and how it'll impact us. So we'll be diligent, but we feel good where we are right now. So how does that work? Take us behind the scenes. Do the schools have to reach out to you? Are you allowed to reach out to the schools? How does that, you know, take us back to the last process with the, the you know, the four teams that joined, what, JMU, ODU, Marshall, and Southern Miss. How, how does that How does that work up on your level? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of both, you know, um, just because of the timing. So, but in a lot of times the schools are reaching out to um, to express interest and, you know, and then you're kind of talking it through with your, um, with, with, your membership to make sure that there's reciprocated interest and then you kind of figure it out through. But, you know, there are times when, you know, conferences would reach out, you know, I mean, based on what you hear um, in the media, it seems like that's kind of what's been going on recently as there mm -hmm. has been some conferences being aggressive and, and certainly, you know, we, we, we would be aggressive if we thought something made sense. Um, so it, it just kind of depends, but usually, you know, it's a mutual conversation though. In some ways who reaches out first is only an issue of timing, not so much an interest of interest. Cause if it goes, you know, far along, usually both folks are interested and, you know, you're sitting down and having conversations and, and I'm trying to figure out if there's mutual interest and, 
if there is, then just trying to get get a sense of if um, you can get it all the way to the end, you know, uh, which is difficult, you know, because people, right. you know, it's hard to leave a conference. It's hard to leave kind of all that history and, and it, you know, it can be expensive to leave a conference as well. So it's not something schools take lightly and, and certainly conferences don't take lightly. So it, it's a challenge, but usually it does go fast. It's like a lot of conversations in a short period of time rather than um, a long period of time. It, it usually goes pretty quickly once it starts. We're talking to Keith Gill, Sunbelt Commissioner, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, Let's talk about the JMU situation, because once again, they are not eligible to win the conference. And then so they can't go to the championship game or a bowl game. Uh, Give us the rationale from from your understanding about the rules moving up to to full FBS uh, and what's holding JMU back. They they tried to get a waiver. They were denied. I don't know if they have another appeal. So why why is it we've had other teams do that and and have the same situation in the Sun Belt when you know Georgia Southern and App State played really well and yet were not eligible to win the championship? Yeah, you know it's just NCAA rules as it relates to transition, and in some ways they're gonna and they're actually gonna get harder. They're not getting harder in terms of the length of time because it really is this two year kind of waiting period that a team that's transitioning from FCS um, to FBS must go through. And um, JMU certainly is a different case. Um, They are clearly ready um, for all that FBS has to offer and and certainly uh, demonstrated that last year. Um, But, you know, the NCAA wasn't, didn't want to provide them relief. And, um, and so I think, you know, part of that is because there's a lot of teams um, in the pipeline now and they didn't want to create a precedent, I think. Um, I, I clearly think that, you know, there might have been an opportunity for them to make a unique um, case for JMU just because I do think they look different than um, than most schools that you see in, in that transition. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's one more year. Um, I, I think one thing that's been good for them, for JMU, is, you know, they're one of the few teams that have played a full conference schedule in their first year. So, which is nice because usually, you know, in that first year, transition teams are playing – anybody they can find, you know, D2 schools, D3, you know, they're just trying to cobble together a schedule because they can't play. So the good thing for them is they were able to have a solid kind of 11-game schedule last year. This year they'll have a 12-game schedule, um, and obviously either of those games will be sunbelt. So I I do think that at least there's a silver silver lining um, in in the fact that they do have a good schedule. I do wish um, they would be eligible um, for the postseason just because I think you know, our conference is best when everyone is eligible for everything. And um, and so having them, you know, not eligible, I don't think is in, in, in the Sun Belt's best interest. But, you know, it's one more year. Um, so we'll kind of grind through it and, and muddle our way through it. And then knowing that next year they'll be, you know, fully um, eligible for everything and, um, and, and, and certainly more than capable of, um, of, of competing for the championship. We're talking to Keith Gill, Sunbelt Commissioner, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, so it's been infrastructure week with the Pac-12 media rights now for a good, you know, three months. Every time they say they have something, we don't really find out what it is. Can you be specific? Yeah. Because the Sunbelt's got a pretty good media rights deal. When I first got to Lafayette in 2013 I, and I'm doing a morning show, I'm just one of those guys who can't talk about a game without seeing it. And I can't do that from my couch, you know, five, six years ago, but I can, I can definitely do it now. If I, you know, I can watch a replay uh, because you guys are on, you know, the ESPN plus tell us how the, the media rights has improved for the Sunbelt over the last few years, really took advantage of it in the COVID year. That was for sure. But how, how has it improved over the last few years? 
Yeah, you know, we it's improved because we just have so much more exposure. You know, it's really interesting. I mean, you talk about COVID. Now, COVID was great just because, you know, so many conferences didn't play or when they eventually started playing, we, we'd already played six games, you know, six or seven games. And so there was so much um, available opportunity and inventory to be on um, on ESPN Linear. So that was that was great, a good jumping off point for us. Um, you know, it's improved because, you know, we've been able to get more linear games and linear opportunities. We've also been able to get um, more opportunities on the flagship networks, you know. So obviously, you know, we love any linear. So being on ESPNU is great, but being on ESPN is better. And um, and so um, the one of the good things for our, um, I think, midweek games this year, I think they're all maybe but one on ESPN or ESPN2, which is going to be a uh, that's a really good thing. Our championship game has the opportunity to be on ABC. Um, so, and and we've increased the amount of linear um, opportunities that that are available to us. So, I think all those things are really positive. You know, we went from, you know, two two seasons ago we had about 18 million kind of viewers, and last year we had 35 million. And um, and so, you know, that's a that's a almost double, um, just a little under that, and and that that's really significant. And part of that is because ESPN has increased, you know, the level of exposure. And, and that's two, two ways, the opportunity. So we have more opportunities, but then we also are finding our ways on networks that are more distributed with more viewership, which allows you to get better numbers. So it's been, um, it's, ESPN has been a great partner and it's worked for us uh, really well. Okay, let's take a time out. We'll continue our conversation with the commissioner of the Sunbelt, Keith Gill. After these messages, he will talk to us about that Saturday last September when three Power 5 teams all went down at the hands of Sunbelt foes and perhaps the most controversial take on the podcast thus far. He tells you what he prefers, in and out or Whataburger. Let me tell you a little bit about bird dogs. Love my bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches to get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free yeti style tumbler like right here and you'll get that with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise got a new order of bird dogs uh just the other day they fit fantastic uh and i, I especially in this heat down in the south Really enjoy wearing my bird dog shorts. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's get back to it with the commissioner of the Sunbelt recapping that sensational day last September when Notre Dame lost, Texas A&M lost, and Nebraska lost, all to Sunbelt opponents. Stay tuned for his in and out versus Whataburger take. And then wasn't it like week two of the college football season, you upset, you know, three Power five schools and not just any power five schools. Notre Dame goes down, uh, Texas A&M goes down, and you wrapped it up with uh, Nebraska uh, going down, all being taken down by Sunbelt teams. What was that day like for you as as the Sunbelt commissioner? Did you even get to bed that night? I, I'm not sure I would have been able to sleep that night 
knowing what had just occurred uh, on on one day, on one Saturday, finishing yeah. off with a with a Kyle Van Trees QB draw to upset Nebraska <laughs> in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually pretty amazing, you know. So I I, I actually was going to the um, Texas State FIU game, so I was headed to San Marcos. Um, kind of landed in San Antonio and um, drove to my hotel, started watching um, Marshall Notre Dame, and right. then got in the car and listened to it, um, listened to the finish um, on my radio. Well, I was actually listening to the Texas A&M game on my radio because I could pick up the Texas A&M network because I was in Texas. My brother-in-law was kind of keeping me up to date on the Marshall game, so he let me know that they won, which was awesome. Right. And then I finished watching the app, win over Texas A&M in the um, press box at Texas State. And all of us, there was like a bunch of people watching it. So it was really cool watching all the Texas State folks, you know, cheering for app. And then I finished watching the Georgia Southern um, win over Nebraska at an In-N-Out Burger not too far from <laughs> Texas State. So I don't know that it was the most glorious um, day of, you know, football watching. People think these jobs are all, you know, glorious. I was watching that on my phone, you right. know, eating a – double double with grilled onions and fries so um but it was good it was, it was unbelievable and I, and I think one of the great outcomes of that that has really helped us in our visibility is then game day went to app that next week and That's so right. um it allowed us to kind of keep kind of being on that national stage gave us a lot of momentum you know that we kind of carried throughout the season um all the way to you know Troy beating um Texas San Antonio in the Cure Bowl and the you know only kind of ranked ranked conference champion matchup of, of the Bulls. So it was a great year for us, and week two was unbelievable. And actually, ODU beat Virginia Tech in week one. So we really did have a nice little stretch there in those first three weeks. And and that momentum has been good for us. And, and hopefully, you know, we've got some really good opportunities this year in the non-conference, and hopefully we can take advantage of them. All right. Sometimes I plan out these things and I, and I respond to, to what uh, what the uh, inter- interviewee says. So are you in and out or are you Whataburger? I mean, that's very controversial in the state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I'm actually afraid to answer this because I bet you are. Had, we just had this conversation. I've never had Whataburger. Okay. So. Um, so, yeah. So and I love in and out. So I, I'd have to say. Right now, I'm in and out over Whataburger, but we've got some staff here that are um, Whataburger diehards, and I did promise them that I will have a Whataburger because they swear by it. So sure. I am going to hopefully, hopefully do that sometime this this year. All right, who knew he he is Keith? How about Kelly. you? Do you have a preference? Um, probably more Whataburger. I didn't realize okay. what that was. I worked in Corpus Christi. When I'm like, what is what is Whataburger? What, why am I going to go yeah. to that besides the big three? So that's where it was. I I was in Corpus Christi in the early to mid '90s, so I I had my okay. little Whataburger uh, down there. In and out, I really only get on the West Coast, right? When I right. if I yeah. happen to be in Vegas or or LA, so um, I'm, I, we get I think we got Whataburger here in Lafayette. We certainly had it in Mobile, so um, okay. more I'm more familiar with Whataburger as it as it turns out. Um, in and out may be a little overrated. I'll just, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're t- All right, we'll come back after this and wrap things up with the commissioner of the Sunbelt, Keith Gill. He tells us what he thought the job was and what it's turned into. And he actually slips in some stuff about the basketball tournament and the future of that in Pensacola. But I'm looking forward to this as football season is almost here. Football season about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. 
Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get a bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, let's wrap things up. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day with the commissioner of the Sunbelt, Keith Gill, talking about what the job has turned into since he's taken it and maybe even the future of the Sunbelt basketball tournament in Pensacola. Keith Gill, Sunbelt commissioner, Locked On Sunbelt, your team uh, every day. All right, what's this job been like? What did you think the job was going to be like, and 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 what has it turned out to be? Because obviously things have been you know fast and furious since you've been here with the COVID and the NIL and the transfer yeah. portal. Things you may not be dealing uh, directly with, although COVID you had to had to watch out and be kind of oversee that. So what was what's the job? What did you think the job was, and what has it turned into? Yeah, you know the two things I would say are most surprising is the realignment that was triggered by Texas Oklahoma. Obviously, mm. I didn't see that coming, and then COVID. You know, those are the two things. I think outside of that, the job has been relatively kind of what I thought it would be, you know, in, in, in terms of the work. But those are two just shifts. And those are just so, so altering to, to the landscape that I would have to say that, you know, this job was nothing like I thought it would be because, you know, the COVID was, was, was just unprecedented, you know. And, sure. and just to be honest with you, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. And we were just trying to figure it out and trying to talk to medical folks and trying to delay decisions until we had a lot of information. And I thought it was it was really chaotic and, and, and difficult. And I think we're still kind of um, unraveling some of those choices and, and impacts. Um, but I do think that we managed it, you know, as well as we could have. And I, I certainly feel good about the results, um, you know, for the Sun Belt and for our opportunity to play and play on schedule. And play safely, um, and 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 I certainly credit you know our COVID advisory team for that. And then I do think the realignment, you know, was just um, you know I just you know obviously we didn't see that coming. And um, now once it came, we certainly knew that those ripples were going to be felt all throughout the system. And, um, and just trying to develop a strategy and get ready for that, I think it was great because it helped me, um, you know, form a, a a tighter kind of bond or relationship with the ADs and with the CEOs, you know, because mm. I'm still relatively new. I mean, I yeah. feel like maybe I was two years in at that point. Um, and, and so, you know, but we were talking like all the time, you know, and, um, and, and that really helped us and that really helped us get to know each other in terms of, you know, vision thinking, you know, what, what outcomes they wanted. And, um, and so I, I think it's all been, you know, really good and helpful for us. But I'd be lying if I would if I was kind of like, yeah, I really anticipated such right. a sea change in membership and how it would impact us and how it would impact us in such a positive uh, way in terms of I, I think we had really good outcomes that I think we're all really proud of. And um, and I think that that's going to serve us well in the future. So what is what are your day to day responsibilities? What do you do, you know, eight to ten hours a day when, you know, you're not you know trying to expand the conference or, or, or dealing with, uh, you know, an epidemic? Yeah, you know, but it depends on what day it is. So, but right now we're really trying to focus on um, 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 basketball. We've got a couple things going on. We're finalizing our schedule. We are um, working with trying to figure out, you know, the kind of future of our basketball championship tournament and where that's going to be and how that's all going to work and and those kind of things. So, trying to think big picture, um, kind of in that in that space and in the championship space. 
Um, we're finishing up. I'm finishing up performance evaluations. So that, and I'm assuming that everyone, no matter what job they have, is um, is, is is doing kind of those types of things. Um, there's a lot of um, you know we're doing some work from a CFP standpoint. So I feel like you know earlier this week we had a call just talking about the implementation of um, of expanded um, college football playoff, which is um, which is something that's that's really important. Um, and and so so it, it, it kind of depends, you know, in, in that regard. But this week has been a lot of CFP, um, a lot of performance evaluations, and and a lot of basketball um, in that regard. And then also, you know what, I, you know, I should be remiss. We're working on um, expanding our mental health offerings for um, um, for student athletes, and so we are meeting with companies to do that. So the last of those meetings is um, is today at eleven o'clock. You know, and, and so trying to identify a company that can help our schools expand um, their mental health um, um, capacities is, um, is, is is something that's on our radar that we're working hard on right now. So uh, which is going to be really important and, and a good service to our students. All right. So that again, we're talking with Keith Gill, Lockdown Sunbelt Commissioner of the Sunbelt. We're all looking forward to football season. You're talking basketball season. So is is, you know, the 24. 24- Sunbelt Championship when it comes to basketball still in Pensacola or is this on the move for this upcoming season? No, no, it is. Um, it will be in Pensacola um, really for the foreseeable future, certainly the next two years. Um, okay. and, um, and we like Pensacola and, sure. and that's really what we're trying to figure out is just um, what's the next iteration look like, you know, and, and how can we grow it and how can we make it better? And um, so really it's um, trying to figure out how to make it better. Um, and, and so, um, but, but yes, we'll, we'll also explore other places. I mean, I, I think Pensacola is a perfect location for it. Don't anticipate changes, but we would not be kind of, um, doing what we're supposed to do if we're not exploring ways to, to expand the championship and, and, and make it better. So really it's just trying to think through, okay, what's next? What does it look like? What should it be? How do we make it better? Um, those types of things is, is, is what's kind of on our plate. So what does that mean? Make it better. I know we had some, I mean, you know, kind of a cop out for some coach, right? If you get a buy, right. And maybe a double buy, you got some teams already playing games and they practice on the court. They're playing on the court. Other teams can't get on it. So when do you, what, what do you mean by try to make the, the Sunbelt championship basketball tournament better? What does specifically was yeah, that? You know, I think a lot of it. So fan amenities. So looking at the building, um, you know, what kind of opportunities do we have um, to have better fan engagement, whether it's private areas, suites, hospitality spaces, those kinds of things? Um, how do we engage Pensacola better? You know, our fan fest continues to grow. Are there ways that we can make um, that fan fest better and, um, and have more? You know, we had 500 kids last year. You know, how do we make that 750? Um, and in that regard, um, sponsorship activations. So are, are there ways that we can do that better to drive more revenue that actually helps kind of support the championships? It's those those types of discussions in terms of, right. you know, it's really kind of all the, um, you know, things about, you know, a lot of times in, in athletics, people think you just kind of cut on the lights and roll the balls out. And, um, and, and so, it, but it's really all these other things that are, you know, really kind of shoulder programming for the championship, whether it's fan experience and how you engage them, or it's your fan fest, or it's kind of what kind of signage you have downtown promoting the championship um, and how you partner with the businesses and the hotels and, and all those things that are kind of those details that 
hopefully most people don't see, but are really important in terms of how people enjoy their time um, when they're in Pensacola. Well, because you're the almighty and powerful Sunbelt Commissioner, you had uh, a game day and you managed to get a, a Hail Mary victory for App State. And then for the, for, for the basketball championship, you probably had the two closest teams, right? The, uh, the Raging Cajuns were playing, were playing South Alabama. You couldn't do any better than that. Yeah, you know, I think it was great. You know, our basketball championship was awesome. I mean, I, you look at the Marshall crowd, Southern Miss crowd. Right. Obviously, South Alabama showed up. Louisiana showed up. So it was um, it was tremendous. And I think the amazing thing about our basketball championship, what makes me really happy, is each year we've been able to grow it. It's gotten a little better. And um, and and so um, we're really pleased with that. And Pensacola has been a great partner, um, and will continue to be. And it's great. They got the beaches. Um, you know, when it's a great time to go to the beach, watch some basketball. Generally, the weather's good. Good food. Good places to stay so it's um it, it, it's great and um and, and i think pensacola has been a great partner in that and um and our teams but i was i was really you know you think about how far marshall is for pensacola and right. um and, and the way the way they showed up was really impressive and so I, I think that that bodes well for the future as it relates to our tournament all right let's wrap things up with sunbelt commissioner keith gill how far in advance do you determine which games you're going to like do you already know i mean do you try i presume you try to get to each stadium at least once during the season uh when can we expect you here in uh, in lafayette to see the cajuns yeah so my first uh, my first draft of the schedule is usually done in february before the season so once i once i get the first draft of of our schedule then i can kind of start building it out so so yes and I, I would say that you know i have it like in final by like april or may so let's think here i'm going to lafayette i got it right here so i can I will be in Lafayette. I'll be in Lafayette Thursday, November 9th. Okay. For the game, Southern Miss um, oh. at Louisiana. So, but the first time I'll see the Cajuns is um, Saturday, September 9th, when they're at Old Dominion. So, I'll oh, be at Old Dominion there you go. on September 9th, and um, and they'll be there. So, um, so yeah, but I try to, I go to every campus, so 14 campuses. Um, there's only 14 weeks of the college season, so that makes it hard. And I try to see every team twice, which I was able to do when we had 10 football schools. I've not been able to do it. I didn't. I wasn't able to do it last year, and based on my schedule, I'm not able to do it this year. Right. Um, I think I'll see 10 teams twice or more. So, but that's what I try to do. I minimally get every school once, uh, get on campus one time, and then um, and then I try to see every school twice if I. Um, at least twice if I can. So you actually have a home game with the Sun Belt in New Orleans. South Alabama is coming to you. That's actually a pretty big ball game against Tulane. Do you stay home for that? Or because it's not a Sun Belt campus, do you have to go on the road, although the Jaguars are coming to you? I will, you know, because what I – fortunately, Georgia State plays on Thursday, the Thursday before. So I'm going to okay. go to – I'm going to go to Georgia State. Um, they're hosting Rhode Island on that Thursday. And so, and then I will um, head over to Tulane to watch South Alabama and Tulane. So, um, so you're, you make a good point. For the most part, I do really try to stay at our, on our campuses and go to home games and don't go on the road. But I am going to be able to get to the to, the, to South Alabama, Tulane, and then the next week um, I'm going to go to JMU at UVA because that game's at noon. Sure. And then I'll shoot over to the um, 
Louisiana Old Dominion game because that game's at six. So I can watch probably the first half. I'll leave after halftime probably out of Charlottesville, drive over to Norfolk and um, and then watch the the um, Cajuns and the Monarchs um, play that night. So Keith Gill double, double dipping on a uh, on a weekend to Saturday in uh, the Sunbelt uh, Conference. He is Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill, uh, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Very generous with your time, Keith. Thank you so much. Hope to catch up again, you know, throughout the season. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me.